Radio Live. Superpowers. Tal Zubowski, co-founder and CPO at Echo, the world's only streaming service where all the content is interactive. Tal, how are you? Good. How are you? Thank you for having me. Great. What are you up to these days? We have a lot of work on our hands. We're uh, starting to release uh, kind of ongoing programming. Um, actually released the first show of, the sum- of our summer releases um, just two weeks ago. Cool. What show is that? Um, it's a collaboration with BuzzFeed. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the Tasty brand of BuzzFeed. Um, so it's, uh, we took Tasty uh, food videos that BuzzFeed makes and we make them interactive. Uh, we don't take existing uh, ones, we shoot them ourselves to, so that they're inherently interactive and choice is part of what drives your experience. Did you guys, you know, like, the, like uh, a, lot of, a lot of people in the industry are asking, do you guys have anything to do with the Black Mirror uh um episode the, the, the last season the last season yes uh, not not directly um this is netflix uh did it um their own obviously um you know they came into a space that uh that we are leading um and um uh, you know they've been looking and following what we do and we've been been in uh, some context with them but uh we don't have any like anything to do with it uh, technically. What, what is the chance that in years to come we're gonna see A movie where people you know take polls inside the movie and decide what's the next thing the president's gonna do is he gonna attack Iraq or not and people are gonna choose and the content is gonna change in the same second like is there a chance that's gonna happen uh, we obviously believe there's a huge chance it's gonna happen and, uh, that's why we've been doing what we've been doing currently we're focusing less on on film and more on kind of you know uh, mobile kind of Uh, mobile content be where people are experiencing you know daily content um, to kind of break this to the mainstream uh, but definitely it's going to go to bigger screens both you know in your living room and uh, at cinemas at some stage and you've been around for 10 years almost right yeah close to that so take us back to the beginning how did this all start um so we come from a creative background I studied animation um, and played music in Tel Aviv Um, I started to get into this whole world of you know technology and startups uh, with two of my high school friends um, but that was before uh, echo which was used to called interlude uh, started the CEO and a good friend of mine um, is Yoni Bloch um, he's a famous singer in Israel um, and I played with him in the band I'm, I still do so anyway it's part of uh, trying to find you know new things technologically powered ways of engaging our audience we had this idea for an interactive music video for for ourselves for the band uh, one thing led to another we started getting amazing feedback on this and um, we started to see that there is a potential for something much bigger here than just one single music video for the band and this was when this was around 2010 and in Tel Aviv yeah okay and then what happened that was actually around the same time that uh, Yoni um, was a judge in the Israeli version of American Idol. Um, so he had a lot of connections there. And we had this idea that, okay, we're getting really good feedback uh, for our own thing. Then there's potential for something bigger here. Let's maybe test if, if it's a valid thing outside of just uh, this 
you know, single music video. Um, and we pitched them. Um, I don't know if it's still like that, but at the time, uh, all of the contestants that kind of audition, they sing the same song, like the audition song. Um, so we basically pitched them and told them, like, you have all of these uh, talented people singing the same song. Just give us the footage and we'll create an awesome interactive experience where you can switch uh, which singer is singing in the next part. And you will also see some of the data of like, you know, um, who's gonna, who people pick the, pick the most and stuff like that. Uh, and we kind of sold them on that. Uh, we didn't have any technology or anything. Uh, we kind of had our own demo and they, you know, they were on board and that was our first project. So that so, was like your first deal uh, with this technology? We, again, we didn't have technology. <laughs> we kind of sold right. them on the idea, understanding right. that um, if they'll buy it, we'll need to figure it out. And um, they did. And we had, I think it was like two months or something uh, to build something. Um, and that was pretty intense um, because, you know, we didn't have much. Um, and this was a very highly, you know, high, highly rated show in Israel. It got a lot of traffic. So we had a very short time to kind of build something. Did you freak out? Did you know like what you're going to do now that they agreed? Like, did you think they're going to agree? We were hoping they would agree. Uh, we haven't fully, you know, figured out what we're going to do if they agree. Um, but, you know, that's, I think, part of the excitement. Uh, it was obviously very exciting. I think that was kind of, you know, the, the tipping point where we understood that this can actually be a business. It's not just this like fun little thing we did for, for ourselves. And tell me, like, I'm, what I'm intrigued about is, okay, so I, I, I love the, the fact that you just did a video because you thought it was a cool idea. Then you pitched it, you know, to do, have like kind of a proof of concept. But what's interesting to me is what is, like, you have major investments and major board of directors. What was like the, like, what were they so excited about? It makes the content better, I understand. It has engagement with the audience and you get real statistics that I get it. The content has to be a lot more complex, so it's also more challenging to produce something that's interna- interactive. And like the brands, when you pitch them, bigger brands, okay, what was the most exciting thing that they saw about it? The fact that it was engaging, the fact that they had statistics, the fact that it's the future of content. Like, what was the like the biggest uh, belief? So, so I think, you know, the, the answer to that question is also our own understanding of, of what we're kind of inventing here, right? Like at the beginning, we didn't really understand a lot of it. We, we saw the potential, but couldn't kind of articulate what it is that, that is being developed by us. Uh, and, you know, as, as months and years started uh, passing and us, you know, at the beginning bootstrapping and then kind of getting the first investment and starting to scale, um, like at all these things happen and until today and again this is like almost 10 minutes uh, almost 10 years in um we're still finding out how bigger the potential of this thing uh and the actual at this stage it's not potential anymore right it's like it's happening like what's your client today like give me give me an example of a client so i think that that again the, the answer to that question would be very different in different kind of parts of our lives as a company so the question is if you're more interested to kind of you know where how we started uh, or where we are now today because the model has really changed over the years so when was the time that you decided that you're not going to do this in israel and that you're going to move overseas and sort of go for this full time all in um that's a good question because at the beginning we actually didn't go all in it was you know uh, yoni um was a musician you know full-time musician in israel successful 
Um, I had uh, my startup before Echo uh, with the two uh, two of my high school uh, friends, which I mentioned before, um, and and you know Echo, which was called Interlude at the time, wasn't yet like a full time gig for any of us. We kind of tried it out to see um, to kind of assess um, if it's going in the right direction. I think the um, there was a point. I I don't have great memory, so I can kind of put it on the calendar, but. There was a point where uh, Yoni was flying to New York for the first time um, after we did um, the Israeli Idol project. Um, so, you know, he was equipped with the use case and with the, you know, the kind of first versions of our technology and presentations and stuff like that. Um, and I think that was kind of, you know, the, the point where uh, where he came back from New York after the, that first visit and, you know, he took a lot of meetings and he, um, got connected to a lot of, uh, of people here. Um, then he came back to Israel and he was like, okay, guys, like we need to go all in on this. Um, let's, let's focus on building a company. And, um, you know, I had a, um, a hard decision to make, obviously, because um, I had another company. So um, I ended up, uh, you know, joining forces with uh, Barak and Yoni to start uh, Interlude. At the time, we were called Interlude. So, what did you do with your startup? Like, what did you tell the guys that you were working on, on it with? This is a you know an interesting kind of uh, um, a path. Like, if we're looking at life as this uh, you know um, kind of series of choices we make, which is a lot of what Echo is about, and that was like a big uh, meaningful uh, choice for me to make. Um, so, my two partners, which again are good friends uh, till this day, so they. At this stage, we kind of um, didn't do our own only our own product. We we were also like this services company developing like web uh, web apps for a lot of other clients. Um, so uh, when I joined Balkanyoni to start Interlude, they basically uh, decided to stop doing client work and focus back on uh, building their own product. Um, they uh, worked on a on a product they took to 500 startups. Um, which uh, ended up being very successful, and actually one of them ended up being 500 startups uh, investor in Israel. Um, this is Adam Benayoun. Um, so it's kind of interesting to see how you know things rolled out. Um, but you know, kind of great path for everyone at the end of the day. Would you you actually experience and tried out the the, the product in so many different ways? So you showed people how you can use the product and it's not like an ad tech or just a content. It can do anything for anybody. And at the end of the day, after you did that, who is the specific clients that you targeted afterwards? Like after you learned it, it's sort of like a scanner. You scanned and showed people the different ways to use it. What was the conclusion at the end of the day? Like who is your, your client? So, so that's a good question that I think kind of leads us from, you know, if, if this was kind of the first evolution of our company was a testing period, to, uh, you know, kind of a validation period to validate that this is indeed a very horizontal thing, then once we, we've proven that, we've started to actually uh, build it into an actual platform. Up until that, that stage, even from a, from a product and technical perspective, uh, we didn't yet have like, you know, as an authoring tool for other people to create their own interactive videos on top of our platform. We were kind of essentially we were inventing, you know, uh, a programming language for interactive videos that only we knew. 
Uh, and we use that programming language to create all of these uh, uh, interactive videos and campaigns or whatever uh, that would be. When that led us to, to the second phase of our lives, which also kind of aligns with, you know, uh, getting um, rounds of investment so that we can scale the company and, you know, hire more people to build a, a bigger product. Um, that's where we went to, to start building the platform. So uh, we rolled out a product that uh, initially was called Treehouse. Today it's called Echo Studio. Um, this is uh, the product where everyone can sign up, um, come and just create their own uh, their own echo videos, their own interactive experiences and videos. Um, and we started to experiment with the business model. Um, so as we were starting to be a, a platform company, we were um, trying a freemium model. We were trying kind of licensing it out to more premium uh, to more premium partners that want to create more premium content. Uh, we did a lot of branded content with it because you know like you, you have to pay the bills and um, the actual the, the most uh, successful uh, you know application of it at those days from business model was licensing it out um, for advertisers for example uh, you know Coke or uh, we actually did both Coke and Pepsi um, and you know car companies like really brands across the board uh, that just wanted to, you know to get their hands on this like innovative piece of uh, technology um, to run interactive branded content pieces and ads um, so uh, a lot of the revenue in the earlier years uh, kind of came from from that from advertising um, it's not exactly advertising on our platform it's using our our product and platform to create uh, ad, you know advertising for their brands that they distribute in other places. And yeah, so you supplied a platform so that Coca-Cola, for example, can can uh, 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 use to make better content and at the end of the day, advertise their brand. Yeah, so that was kind of uh, our our midlife uh, evolution as a company. Okay, and, and today is it the same thing? So not exactly. Today uh, it started to evolve. So uh, it, it has evolved uh, kind of dramatically. So... If that's what we were doing back then, um, probably around, I guess, four-ish years ago. Again, my memory is not that good, so sorry, I'm not more uh, accurate on timelines. Uh, around four years ago, we, we made a pretty big strategic decision. Uh, we looked at where we were as a company, and uh, we thought that we are on this trajectory um, to become, you know, the leading platform behind interactive videos, right? Like, we didn't have competitors or even not any substantial ones. Uh, so we were kind of on our own, uh, developing and providing this platform. Um, and we were on this trajectory to kind of own um, that space of being the platform for interactive video, uh, for premium interactive video. So, but we saw that there is a problem because the majority of, from a business perspective, the majority of the use cases, uh, like I mentioned, was, you know, brands kind of licensing it out to create ads uh, for themselves, this right. uh, again again pays the bills, and but this wasn't effective in bringing uh, bringing it to the mainstream, just you know to to consumers to consumers' pockets to their phones to their televisions, um, and if you remember, like what we did in the first few years was to prove that this is a new medium, right? It's not just uh, just a piece of ad tech, um, and. What drives us, you know, until today, every day, is that we're, we are bringing a new medium to the world, right? And to bring a new medium to the world, like, you know, right now we're doing a podcast, right? Like, podcasts weren't a thing not that long ago, right? It's a new medium yeah, that's exploded. emerged. 
yeah, that exploded and emerged because technology enabled it. Um, and what we, you know, what we're doing is basically bringing a new medium to the world. Uh, and to bring it to the world at scale and for mainstream audiences, we felt that, you know, the, the path of us kind of, uh, um, you know, banking on being the platform, uh, we felt wasn't the right move, wasn't, wasn't going to uh, lead us, at least not fast enough. At that point, we made a pretty big decision that we said, okay, we're building the platform, but the big potential here, at least in the short to mid term, uh, is to build a media company. Because if you think about it, what we did was gave our platform to other media companies to use for their own uh, purposes of, you know, getting and engaging audiences, right? What if we start to use our own platform to get our own audience? And uh, part of that decision was we're going to go into premium content, not user generated content. Uh, we're going to go with the free model, not a subscription model, because, you know, this is a new new medium. Uh, people aren't aren't going to subscribe to something they don't yet understand. So we're going to just provide it for free. Um, and it's going to be based, uh, monetized by uh, brand integration and advertising, uh, which we have a, a clear point of view on. We're not just running pre-rolls. The, ad, the advertisements themselves, uh, you know, are interactive and are based on our platform. So, yeah. so, so, so let me get this straight for a second. So, and, and this is intriguing. So a media company. So meaning, if I understand correctly, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, what you are today is a content, like a media platform as a content provider of content that is interactive only, only interactive content. So let's call it like this. Let's say the Netflix for interactive content. You can call it like this. I don't love the comparison because there are a lot of differences, right? Like again, Netflix from a business model perspective or a subscription service or a free service, they're focused on TVs. We're focused on mobile. So I can use, I can use YouTube for a different example or, or, or Facebook but, watch, but, but, again, but I, I get it. Uh, yeah, I think, Basically, I think you get it. I think uh, uh, the focus is, you know, free, premium, interactive entertainment, uh, very mobile focus, again, in the short to midterm. And how many co-founders were you that packed up uh, your belong- belongings and just uh, went overseas uh, to go all in on this on this venture? So we're three co-founders. Uh, like I mentioned, it's uh, Barak Feldman, Yoni Bloch and myself. Um, Yoni moved here first, I think uh, probably like eight years ago or something. Uh, Barak followed suit pretty quickly. Uh, I stayed in Israel um, to kind of, you know, uh, uh, run the Israeli office and build it out. Um, And when we found um, our very, very talented uh, CTO and VP R&D, Yuval Hofshi, then really shortly after um, I and the product team kind of moved to New York. Like the majority of our developers in R&D and QA are still in Israel. How did it feel to sort of have to collaborate uh, on this venture together for years? There's got to be ups and downs, uh, stuff that you don't agree on. Uh, what's the day-to-day like? You know, I think like all of the all of the cliches are, are true. You know, it's like a crazy roller coaster. Um, there are the ups, there are the downs, and it, it's on a daily basis. Um, and you know the more the, the more we get to bigger scale and the company grows and the opportunities grow and you know the funding grows um, the higher the roller coaster uh, climbs uh, and the lower it can uh, dip um, so I think you know um, it's pretty it's pretty intense you know if you if you go into starting a company um, thinking in a few years you know it's gonna be 
uh, easy, then you know, 10 years in, it's the craziest it's ever been, um, which is obviously exciting, uh, but you know, it's not easy. So this is a big challenge because now you have to make the content or, or are you buying the content? Like, how does that work now? Um, yeah, so the model is we actually uh, kind of, um, if you think about it, almost like a movie fund, right? Like movie funds, um, they, they raise funding from all kinds of different uh, partners to make content, to make movies. So we're kind of using a similar model, right? We partner with all kinds of companies um, like Sony and MGM, and recently uh, the biggest uh, commercial deal we signed was with Walmart last year. Um, so these companies, um, they basically fund the creation of shows on our platform. Uh, and we're not a production studio, we're still a platform, right? So we don't make the content ourselves. We find the right creative partners and production partners, and we train them and we educate them on the platform. Uh, we help them understand how to think interactive because it's, it's very, very different than thinking about, you know, uh, developing a linear show. Um, so, you know, we find these, uh, we find these teams, we fund them, we train them. Um, they go out and create eco content. Um, to make, you know, to simplify the model, then basically at the end of the day, we roll out the content. Uh, we, uh, get to viewers again, we make money, uh, from advertising and we share the revenue with the content founders. So this is kind of the simplification of the model as it is now. And I also heard uh, not long ago that uh, Snapchat, the director of Snapchat uh, was, is on board. Um, so Snapchat, we are, you know, in a lot of, uh, a lot of communication with them. We were supposed to do a show last year that didn't work out. We're still in contact with them um, and developing stuff, but uh, nothing is out yet. And you're saying that it's not easy, and I believe you, and uh, any ent- entrepreneur that we speak with is always saying, uh, truthfully, that there's so many challenges. And I'm curious, like, how do you overcome those challenges? How do you handle your stress? How do you uh, resolve uh, disagreements that you have with the rest of the team? It's a, it's a big question. Uh, I think we need to break it down. Um, first of all, when, when we talk about team dynamics, I think it's all about finding the right people, right? Like, you know, we started the company with three people. Uh, now we're probably getting close to 80 or 90. Um, and it's very hard to, you know, maintain uh, kind of the DNA and the, the dynamics that, that you're used to. And I think part of the challenge is to understand that you don't necessarily need to maintain the same thing. You just need to evolve. You need to evolve the culture. You need to evolve the way of communication. Um, you need to just constantly learn and improve. Um, how you communicate better, how you make processes better. Um, and I think with that mindset, if you marry that with finding the right people um, that are like-minded and that they have the same approach, um, then at least, you know, as it goes to kind of growing the company and, uh, and um, maintaining good communication and, you know, being, being good and not too slow and not too fast at making decisions and all of those things that have to do with, you know, with a team, um, then I think, you know, that I would say, you know, it's not a secret, but th- that would be the, uh, the secret sauce. It's just finding the right people um, and having that growth mindset and that uh, test and iterate, not only on your technology and products, but also on your team and processes. How do you know that you, you're find, you've got the right people with you or that you're now trying to find a co-founder? What do you look for? That's a very hard question because, you know, when you ask about finding a co-founder, personally, I was never in that position, right? I started a company before I could with two of my best friends from high school. 
I started Echo with Yoni, uh, who I play with for years, and he's a very, very good friend, and Barak, who writes all of the music for Yoni's songs, and he's a very, very good friend. So um, it always, always, for me at least, kind of, you know, happened organically. Um, so it's very hard for me to imagine, you know, kind of needing to find a co-founder. That sounds to me like a very, very hard task. Um, I think generally the best thing to do is, is to test, I think, interview processes are very very hard um you know even even in like an extensive interview process with the exercises and whatever um at the end of the day it's only like very few hours of data um that you get from uh you know interfacing with the person um i find it at least on hiring um that a very good path is to just start working with people, you know, not necessarily always as a full time. It, 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 it's not a fit for every position, uh, but when it's a fit, it can work out really well that, you know, you start out with people um, as contractors or consultants and, um, you know, you, you align that there is a very clear path to them joining full time. Um, but that kind of sets up the first few months as uh, a mutual testing period, right? Like you see that it, it works for them. They see that it works for you. Um, and if it doesn't work out, then it's much less painful for it, for all sides. Um, so I find this is, you know, a pretty good path to kind of assessing that you're finding the right people, just starting to work together, basically. Do you guys have some sort of a way between you to see how you agree to disagree? Like, does somebody have some sort of veto rights? How do you handle <laughs> disagreements that, that must happen? So we have this, uh, we call it uh, the values booklet, and it took us some time to kind of develop it. Um, that's kind of, you know, the values of Echo. Um, at the beginning, you know, kind of coming from Israel and coming from, you know, a rock band, um, this was weird for us to even, you know, try to go through that exercise of like, like you know, how would you, how, how can you, you know, put your actual values on paper in a way that it doesn't feel ridiculous? Um, but, uh, you know, again, with that growth mindset and understanding that we're growing as a company um, and we need to understand how we can maintain uh, the right things as we scale, um, then we actually took it as an opportunity and we and actually only and I sat and, and went through this exercise of like, if we would need to write, you know, the values of the, of the band, how would they look like? Um, and that was an interesting exercise because, you know, it's like, anxiety and chaos and like stuff like that that actually uh, help productivity and help creativity uh, in a band setting and we try to kind of see how we can translate the good things out of this um, to the values of, of the company that we're trying to to build and grow um, so at the end of the day we we netted out with this actual kind of small poem a short poem that uh that kind of exemplifies our values. And some of them are like, you know, you need to, to kind of strap a saddle on chaos, right? Like if you want to succeed in Echo, you need to be able to really clearly work in a chaotic by design environment. Um, and it's something that, you know, you talk to people when they're kind of being interviewed or assessed to join. Uh, and you see that you find that it's really helpful. Is it actually a poem? Yeah, it's a poem. Do you have it with you? I do. Do you want to read it to us? Maybe not all of it, but maybe parts of it. Sure. So the title of it is We Are All Artists. Um, and I think that's kind of, you know, the, the first and foremost value of Echo. Um, Echo is, at the end of the day, a, you know, a platform technological company, right? Like this is what yeah. we raised the funding to be. We're going, like we're a scalable business. 
but the engine that actually drives us is very creative, right? We we haven't started a company to kind of you know answer a specific business uh, need or anything like that. It's all started for creative reasons, and you know, ten years in, getting up every morning, this is what drives anyone that works at Echo at the end of the day. Uh, even if you're in finance, uh, the financials, for example, of Echo aren't comparable to anything in the world because it's not like a TV show. It's not like a game. It's somewhere in between. Uh, there aren't any like, you know, specific models that you can use. Uh, so you need to be very, very creative across the board, no matter what you do at Echo. Um, so I think the title of We Are All Artists kind of encompasses that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we are terrified of wasting time. We hit unrealistic goals, throw apart and set some more. We act passionately, help each other flourish. And when we screw up, we learn quickly and move on. We use data facts, logic and intuition. When we don't have the first three, we trust our guts and we trust each other. Um, so stuff like that, I think we love a good fight. We love a good laugh. We speak our minds, listen closely and never hold a grudge. So um, that specifically, you know, was a pretty uh there were a lot of heated discussions around it right like there is the the israeli cultures uh now you know the biggest office is here in new york it's probably close to like 60 people at this stage um and there aren't a lot of israelis at this stage in the new york office as you know the israeli culture is is present right like we can be loud uh but we really wanted to align with everyone that they need to understand that us being loud is is not an act of like fighting. It's an act of passion, right? Like we're passionate about what we're saying. But this is uh, so, so beautiful because it's like you took some uh, very standard, at least these days, concept of writing down your company values. And even that you turned into something that's creative uh, and sort of added your angle to it by creating uh, a poem out of it and making it almost a song, right? Yeah, we illustrated it and printed it on like nice booklets. So... And how come you didn't ever uh, play along with the guitar to this? Um, good question. I don't know that it's constructed in a way that it can become a song. <laughs> or maybe a video sometime on Echo of your values. And then it, people can choose their uh, values within the values. Maybe. <laughs> like one of the things that I really like about you guys that you're super creative. Like I saw uh, your carry company core values. I know that it's not only your content, but... but you talked about value. So there's a company that did uh, through, through your technology, uh, um, an interactive video of how their values, like you're walking through the office and things yeah. happen and you have to react to that. And uh, like, I, 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 like, I always see the content itself. I think, I think one of the amazing things that your platform is doing, and I, I, I'm, I hope it's on purpose. I probably think it's on purpose. You'll tell me if it's by mistake is actually uh, opening up, people's mind to different kind of content. So I remember when I was young, I used to read books that you could choose how the, the next thing can happen. Do you remember those books? Choose your own adventure. I'm very old already. Choose so, your own adventure. Okay, so choose your own, your own adventure. But but nowadays, doing that through video is, is going to, it could potentially, and that's what I asked in the video, change the way people see music. I'm ho- I, I hope that's what you're looking for, right? Yeah, so, so that, that's exactly that. Basically, you know, if, if you think about it, then if you think about what technology brought and the internet kind of brought to our digital lives, then like everything is interactive, right? Like you look right. at your, your Instagram feed, it's interactive, it's personalized, right. it's yours, right? No one else has the same Instagram feed as you. 
like your games are in your pockets, they're yours. Like even the way we learn is like you go to Wikipedia and you follow this like very personal path of hyperlinks. Um, then that's that's the way we do everything uh, digitally, right? But if you think right. about video, video largely remained the same for decades. Right. Even with even with the technological revolution, then video is still something you click play and you get a single single-sided stream, right? Everyone gets the same stream. You don't get any interactivity, any personalization, um, and that doesn't make sense. And 10 years ago, it made sense because technology wasn't there yet. Like computing powers of mobile devices were too too slow, bandwidth were, were too low, like they couldn't carry the actual. So I think in that sense, when we started the company, we were actually ahead of our times in a few years from a technological perspective. Uh, but now we're, you know, we're, we're in 2019, <laughs> like the devices are super strong, yes. bandwidth are super high, and technology is there. And gladly, we know we we have been in the forefront of that technology for many years. So, for video to make that leap to the digital age is just like it, it's got to happen, right? And gladly, now we're not the only ones saying and doing it, right? Uh, which really validates that this is becoming a, a new thing, right? And 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 as the genius behind the product. What would be for entrepreneurs today the three golden rules or your golden rules uh, to succeed in making a product that works? Good question. I think one would definitely be, again, that same kind of growth mindset. Don't be fixed on anything. Basically, you know, we know nothing, so we need to prove everything. Uh, you, you need to have good hypotheses. Obviously, you need to be very creative with, uh, with your ideas and with the directions of what you want to develop. Uh, but try to do the minimum amount of effort you can do um, to make something that you can test uh, and validate your assumptions as fast as you can because you just don't know. You don't know what's going to work. Sometimes you know. <laughs> Most times you probably don't. Uh, you're going to get a lot of surprises, so you just want to be surprised as fast as you can. Um, that would be one thing. Um, another thing would be um, to just, uh, I kind of call it... Uh, uh, kind of squeeze your brain because um, when you when you think about you know features big or small then you always have the first thing that come to mind and you just need to squeeze your brain like come up with ten different ways of, of solving that problem don't settle on like one or two ways when you you know when you start to squeeze your brain you get to ideas that you would never think about um, a lot of times your first idea will actually be the best one. But you have to go through that exercise of just like challenging yourself and your team uh, with coming up with uh, with many more directions and variations um, than kind of your intuition tells you. Work in your creative muscle. Yeah, and and lastly, I think again, it's it's back to to the team. It's like find the right people. Um, even if you're a small company, even if you're just starting, and you know it's you and uh, just you know. Two or three people start starting something from nothing. Uh, even if you're not hiring yet, just find the right people to surround yourself with, um, to ping pong ideas, to test ideas on, um, to kind of do this back and forth. Because it's um, the only thing that can propel it forward is, uh, you know, several minds pushing something forward. It's, it's very hard to pull this off by yourself. And where do you imagine yourself in uh, two years? You guys have really good questions. <laughs> <laughs> Two years is an interesting time because, like I mentioned, um, end of last year, we closed a very, very big commercial deal uh, with Walmart. Um, they have invested uh, close to 
quarter billion dollars uh, in creating content on our platform. Um, and that that is a two year. Uh, the initial phase of this deal is two years. Um, so in two years, we're going to find ourselves um, with pretty big programming. Uh, again, quarter billion uh, dollars worth of uh, interactive content um, that starts to break to the mainstream, starts to have like critical acclaim, uh, be organic hits. Um, this thing will become uh, will break, you know, currently I think it's still not, uh, people still don't understand this medium if you just ask people in the, in the world, you know, uh, like you mentioned uh, before, some people saw Bandersnatch, some people saw our stuff, like, uh, but it's currently very, very kind of uh, small single events in time uh, that come and go. What we've started two weeks ago with the, with the launch of the first show is ongoing programming, right? We're going to keep releasing uh, week to week, month to month, more and more shows. Uh, we're developing dozens of shows. So in two years, we're just going to have a, a pretty extensive slate at that uh, at that time of shows of many different shapes and sizes, uh, with you know audiences that follow. And a lot of data um, that you can learn from by then. Yeah, a lot of data that's going to help us improve the programming and kind of find the people that uh, that are most excited about this thing. Um, and I think that's where we're going to start to um, to kind of go to the slightly longer term strategy of Echo, um, which is back to being, you know, the platform behind other big use cases. So right now, again, we're focused on being like uh, a media company and a premium live action interactive entertainment company. That's the short to midterm goal. Uh, the longer term goal is, is to branch it out to like user generated content for like, you know, quote unquote, the YouTube of interactive. Uh, or education, you, you can imagine amazing applications in education for our technology. Right now, we're not right. focused on that at all. Um, healthcare, like, you know, there are like real estate, you know, like there are so many different things that could be done on our platform um, that right now uh, we're trying to keep the focus on entertainment, again, to break this to the mainstream. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, in two years, I think we're going to start to roll out, you know, these additional uh, kind of bigger uh, platform plays uh, of our technology. I think we should regroup in two years and discuss this again. Yes. <laughs> and what would you say to sum it up? What's your superpower? I think I learned very fast. So okay, that that actually that that actually works for me for you because I find that the three notes like were nicely summed. Uh, so like the first one you said like be flexible and agile, be ready for surprises. So having surprises, you probably have to learn pretty quickly to handle that afterwards and. Having many solutions for problems, even if the first one feels that it's good enough, it means that again, uh, you're you're ready to learn at any moment, and also finding the right team, of course, you know that 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 always helps. So um, those rules for product people will probably help them a lot. Uh, so and then the, I I also always got to ask the, the the more challenging question of what's your kryptonite. Although I find that a lot of people have a lot of an, an easier time to say what they're not as good at. Uh, as opposed to saying what their superpower is. So, you know, give us one. I think probably like, uh, I think we, we call it in, in you know, in New York, it's called like red tape. Um, I think when, when you get to a certain size and when you work with big companies and, you know, uh, there's a lot of process involved and it, it comes in the way of running fast and learning fast. Um, I think that that would probably be my biggest kryptonite, like when things 
just you know the way the world works quote unquote starts to slow you down um that's the hardest part a rock star entrepreneur becoming corporate <laughs> that, that, that could be a challenge i totally get you on that one it's, it's just a, a different speed and 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 it changes the it changes the feeling how does that feel for you though that change you know it's it's mixed feelings because like i said you in order to grow a company you have to acknowledge that you're not going to stay the same when you grow like it's you know it's like a person right people change uh, definitely in the first many years of their lives um and you know they, they get molded and um then they take shape so you have to understand that the company is like that as well and um so i think the the comforting part is you understand and you're you're part of this growth and you're in a good position to affect and steer this growth to be to you know to go to good directions and not bad directions so uh even as we're acknowledging uh you know that the team is growing and you have to have more processes and you have to have more layers and all of those different things that come with uh with growing a company um we just need to again lean into our values to make sure that as we grow um we we kind of stay true to who we are uh we we don't slow ourselves down um definitely you know being slowed down by partners is one thing being slowed down by ourselves is a different thing you have much more control over that um so we just need to play our cards right amazing i'm i'm super excited to see when we speak again where you're going to be at yes yes it's a very very exciting times now john thank you so much for your time wish you best of luck we love the idea and we're we're definitely content people so we'll watch anything uh, that you give us and uh and uh keep on keep on like doing one of the biggest things that Israel is providing right now like you're you're one of the most promising uh, uh startups i can't even call it a startup anyways businesses coming out of Israel and keep on succeeding and making us proud we're rooting for you thank you so much thanks for having me this was awesome great thank you bye bye for now bye Real life. Superpowers. Superpowers.